0: You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony. The new novel by Camille Perry is The Assistance*. Thank you for speaking with me, Camille. Thank you. Camille, at the heart of this is book is money, and I think that that's really important. Even on the title page, you have a dollar bill. What drove you to write a book about a young woman in the
1: city that's centered on money and not romance, love, happiness, joy. I think about money way more than I think about all of those other things. And I wanted to write a book that reflects that because I think that's true for a lot of 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 people in their 20s and 30s particularly. But anyone really of any age, I think we're all thinking about money right now. And I, I wanted to write a book that was timely in that way and spoke to that.
0: The main character in this book is uh, Tina in Fontana. She's an assistant to a very, very powerful man who's very rich. And one of the things we constantly see are these kind of equations in terms of his cufflink equals two months of her rent. And I really like those kind of equivalencies. Did you ever experience those kind of thoughts yourself when you were working in business?
1: I did. I, I I blew them up to be outsized in the novel for comic effect, but surely anyone who works as an assistant sees a lot of money and a lot of um, luxury goods, perhaps, that they don't really have access to. And so I wanted to have some fun with that, that idea.
0: I love the voice in this novel. Tina starts out, she's kind of hesitant and a, a little bit... Um, scared. She's filled with guilt, pangs of guilt for something that happens on early on in the novel. And that kind of drives her. But as the novel progresses, she becomes more confident in her. You reflect this in the voice. Talk about creating her voice on the page. And I think you do a, a great job with her use of blue language.
1: <laughs> I wanted the voice to reflect Tina's evolution throughout the novel from the beginning, middle to end. So even though she's narrating it, in the past tense, I wanted the way she speaks and the way she you know, relates the story to reflect her lessening passivity and kind of her coming into her power and her uh, willingness to take, take initiative.
0: One of the most important relationships in this book is the relationship between Tina and Emily. And it's this kind of developing friendship between two people who at first seem to have absolutely 100% nothing in common.
1: Emily Johnson... Presents herself as as something that she is not. And when Tina finds out who Emily really is beneath all of the glitz and and glamour, she realizes that they they're way more alike than she ever than she ever thought. And they become fast friends.
0: This novel, though there's crime in it, there's not a villain per se. There's uh, we have the main character uh, Robert, who's. A powerful media mogul, much money, but we actually end up liking him. And I like this idea of a crime novel with no villain. That that's an interesting uh, take on the genre. I
1: didn't. I thought it would be too easy to make Robert a straight-up villain, and wh- that would be way less interesting to read. I think in real life, we rarely meet people who are all bad. It's it, it's too easy to scapegoat even the one percent as all bad. I don't think that they're bad. I. I don't think they're, they're necessarily villainous. I, I just think that they can be out of touch with how normal people live their lives.
0: You mean living in a geosynchronous uh, satellite station being served luxurious food keeps you out of touch with the rest of Earth? I, go figure. I, <laughs> go, go figure. figure. <laughs> uh, this book is, is filled with really nice comedy, and, and I think you have a great sense of jokes and timing and language. Uh, did that just... Flow from the tip of your pen.
1: Once I I got into a groove um, in in terms of what Tina's voice was going to be, it did it did begin to flow. It was getting there. That was the challenge. There was a very precise moment where it hit me that this that this was going to be a book that was going to be funny, and I wanted the humor to be first and foremost. And once I once I got into once I got Tina's voice into my head, it was it was harder to get it out of my head than. You know, it just kind of took (laughs) on a life of its own.
0: The plot of this book is, I think, interestingly, it seems realistic. It's kind of low key in terms of what happens. There's no world. Nobody tries to take over the world. Nobody tries to rob Fort Knox and Mm -hmm. uh, nobody tries to uh, blackmail the U.N. So uh, what made you decide to work at that level?
1: I, I wanted to write a book that was that felt like it could happen to to anyone. Like I wanted any reader who picked up this book to be able to empathize with with Tina in a way that felt like wow, like this could this could really happen to me. Very few of us encounter such large large scale conflicts like like murder or you know having to save the White House or or whatever. So I really just wanted this to be super realistic and the driving force would be her guilt and her shame and her fear of getting caught.
0: I love a novel that's built around guilt, shame, and fear. These are not the typical emotions that one finds at the heart of a novel. Uh that what made that brought that choice to mind?
1: I, I want it I want they say write the book you want to read, mm-hmm. and that's what I pretty much did. I, I wrote the book that I wanted to read. I wanted there to be a book like this. And so <laughs> I sat down and wrote it.
0: I've been speaking to Camille Perry. Her new novel is The Assistant, and she is no longer an assistant. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Camille. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.